you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everybody, before your show, this is Alex Gellhart from the Fantasy Live Podcast. In our latest episode, we take a look at the top quarterback prospects in the draft and break down the best and worst fantasy schedules for 2016 by position. After that, we'd reach into the listener mailbag to answer your questions. Download the show on NFL.com slash podcast, iTunes, or your favorite app. Now enjoy your show. All right, we got Dan Helley, Patrick Claybon, Handsome Hank all here. We've got the all-time draft to get to. The Pats chances, inevitable it would seem to repeat as the AFC East, or is it the Rams and what they're going to do? First, though, hurry up offense. Let's get to it. Dan Helley, face of the NFL Network. Who would you draft if you had that first overall pick? Jared Goff or Carson Wentz? Wentz. No question about it. Handsome Hank. Goff. Claybon. Wentz. I go Wentz, too. Use your eyeballs, people. Clearly, he's the better prospect. He's Ben Roethlisberger incarnate. Maybe a little Jameis Winston to his game, too. Jared Goff, he seems slight, like he might break. I don't uh, I don't necessarily think like a, he's the like right choice. Rogers I, I'm well, not using those reasons, but I will go with Wentz. Well, what's your reason, then, fella? Based on what he can do, I, I think it's tough to look at other people and say that he's going to be them, but, but I like what he's able to do with the football. A lot of strong opinions out there from people who have never seen Carson Wentz actually play a football game it's a fascinating time of the year for us each year let's make a deal handsome hank trade somebody trade anyone trade somebody in the nfl no okay. don't trade me away no no that's that was my first thought um why don't we trade a quarterback to the new york jets mm-hmm. why don't we send them um matt ryan Oh, or, see, now you're being silly. I say I, I thought the Saints trade Drew Brees. I suggested this a year ago. I'm bringing it back. This would reboot the Saints organization and give them, give the Jets a chance at winning a title this year. Claybon, how say you? Why don't we give, we give the Jets uh, A.J. McCarron? We get A.J. McCarron yeah, out nice. of Cincinnati. All right. I, know, I know that they probably don't want to give him up in Cincinnati. They want to take advantage of having him at, at a lower price, but maybe the Jets will make it worth their while. Yeah, not too bad. Helly, how say you? Why don't the Broncos trade Von Miller to the Browns for the number two pick straight up? Wow. 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 Spicy. 
Would the Broncos be willing to do that? No, right? They would never give up Von Miller. Although for that if they amount get a of deal loot, done, I mean, if you loved one of those guys or the guy that you thought you'd be able to get at number two enough, I, I think you do that. Fun. Do you want to try again? You see now? No, no. I think this... these are fine. All right, this Matt is really Ryan. just a bit, so you could get your Drew Brees thing out again. Really, thank you. Good point. I didn't. I didn't complete. Claybon, all sorts of negative uh, word out there on Miles Jack's knee. Would you draft Miles Jack if you had a top ten pick? Absolutely. Really, without because. question, because anybody can get hurt at any point, and so we're, we're taking. Yeah, but he's already that. hurt. He, he looks to be fine to me. He looks to be recovering. Helly, how say you? I wouldn't take him in the top 10, but if I were Tennessee, say, sitting at 15. With a luxury of all those picks. And you have a guy in Luce Spanos, who was the defensive coordinator at UCLA, now the linebacker coach there in Nashville. I'd take him right there. Ooh, interesting. I like that destination for him. How say you there, handsome? I definitely would. I think this time of year is where there's a little bit of smoke around, and I think there are people maybe playing up the extent to which his knee is bad just so that they are hoping he'll... Well, like we've talked about, what I think you bet on in the 21st century is 21st century medicine, medicine right? We've they, seen they, so they, many guys. We, they can fix knees. Far. Yeah. How many guys have their uh, hurt their knee at this age and it's like, well, you're never going to play again. I guess Marcus Lattimore looms as the, uh, as the exception to the rule because it seems like most guys are able to get back out there. But, of course, uh, Jalen Smith also going through something like this. All right, so we've got ourselves all warmed up. Let's start the show. Hi and hello football fans and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's. You heard their voices. This is as much handsome as I think we've ever had in Studio 66. First of all, the face of NFL media. You see him talking on Total Access. You'll see him in Chicago next week covering the draft. He had a crazy hairdo on Total Access to start the week off. It's Dan Helley. What's the poop, fella? Yeah, it was a little crazy. What happened? What happened yesterday? I'll just be honest with you. It's quite simple. I'm trying to grow my hair out, trying a couple of different things. I've had the same hairstyle since I was like 12, and uh, it didn't go well. So I'm kind of back to the normal. (laughs) Has anybody ever compared you? I was watching Revenge of the Nerds a couple weekends ago, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. You look very much like Ted McGinley. Is that the tweet that you sent out? That's right. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody's ever compared me to Ted McGinley before. Wow. No, no. I hated that. Now you have me. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up again. <laughs> Next up, you see him at the uh, news desk, uh, desk there. I see him every time I walk by him. He's always watching highlights for basketball or BAM or who knows what. It's Patrick Claybon. What's the poop with you, fella? Just hanging out, man. Just, yeah. Just hanging out. Glad to be on DDFP. Handsome devil. I've declared... You, Claybon, in the top three most handsome people who work here. Dan Helley is the face right. no, for a reason. And then, of course, his name says it all. From London, England, he serves as our resident Miami Dolphins fan. It's Handsome Hank. He's handsome, he's handsome, he's handsome. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you. Oh, what a pleasure to have you. It's good Your to Highness. be here with, yeah. these, with, with these Looking guys. forward to getting your two pence right. on uh, a number of issues coming up here. Claybon, <laughs> Helly, everybody else. Looking forward to the trip to Chicago, are you, Helly? I see what you did there. I'm not going to Chicago, Dave. I'll be here. You're not? No, I'm going to hold down the fort here. Total Access is going to be uh, based in L.A. You guys will be in Chicago. We're going to do the best we can to provide the best coverage we can here from Los Angeles because we're going to have a whole slew of people there. So they, don't, they we're good. 
Yeah, including Handsome Hank and myself. Yeah, absolutely. Be out there. Yeah. Um, all right, so we have the all-time draft coming up. We're up to pick number 21. We'll go through to 25 here. Same draft order as will be in Chicago next week. Same team needs. The only difference is we've expanded the pool from the current collegians to all of time. You can take any player in NFL history, oh. save the ones currently on NFL rosters. In the meantime, though, it's time to bring back an old, old segment. We haven't done this one in a long time. It's time for the return of Dead or Alive. Pretty straightforward how this one works here. I'm going to make a statement. You tell me if the content of that, what we're talking about there, will continue on or if it's over. Right here and now, and feel free to throw out, and we'll see if the uh, the doctor on call can address whatever question you guys may have. Helly, I'm going to start this one with you. Andrew Luck status as the NFL's best young QB. Is it dead or alive? Very much alive. It's alive. Yeah. Handsome Hank. I mean, this time last year, we were talking about him as an MVP candidate. The Colts were going to the Super Bowl. Didn't work out that way, but I would say he probably has one more year's grace to uh, while he's in that role. Hmm, all right. Claybon, break this little tie we have. Uh, There's no tie. We're, we're in agreement. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, you're right. That's the opposite of it. Uh, yeah, unless, you're, right, you're right. Unless Dave has a prediction here. <laughs> Excuse uh, me again, your highness. One, 122 <laughs> days is the length of time between the birth of Andrew Luck and Cam Newton, and, and I'm going to go with the reigning MVP of the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and Helly, why do you think that Andrew Luck's status, uh, he, he remains in your book. Of all the QBs, let's say this will be – Andrew Luck's f- uh, fifth season, mm-hmm. you would say he's the best of the whole lot from fifth year on down. You'd rather have Andrew Luck than, I guess, Jameis Winston would probably be Russell next. Wilson would be on the list. Russell Wilson. Cam's a year older. Yeah. Or, or a year I before. still believe in Andrew Luck. When he came out, uh, numerous people said he was the best prospect to enter the league in about a decade at the quarterback position. And outside of last year, which I truly believe was a blip on the radar because he wasn't fully healthy – He's special. I mean, he, he's he's uber athletic for a guy his size, and he, he has all the tools necessary. Um, I, I don't think you'd find any GM in the league who would take anybody you named over Andrew Luck right now. Hmm. Patrick, all right. Would you before last year? Would you have had Cam ahead of Andrew Luck? No. Just out of I'm, no. Yeah. I'm just yeah. basing it off of yeah, yeah, what, off what, what we just right, saw. We, what we just saw. Exactly. Let's check with the doctor on before call. Before we do that, check. Before yes. we do that is. Does Andrew Luck still qualify as a young quarterback? I mean, well, he's going into his fifth. I, I year. think when you're in your first contract, you still qualify as a young quarterback. I didn't really suss that out, but I do think that Helly's uh, Helly's just, <laughs> just giving us what he said the qualifications. Okay. Yeah, of course, he's in his first contract. Well, he came he came ready to roll. Had a trade ready and everything. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, let's see what the doctor has to say. Andrew Luck's status: best young QB in the NFL. <laughs> Yeah, it's over with. It's enough already. And who's the doctor? Cam, well, that's not your business. Listen, the I Cam Newton is the superior quarterback, first of all. And look, Andrew Luck, I you know, Handsome and I were talking as we watched an Andrew Luck interview. I'm not even convinced that he wants to be in Indianapolis for the rest of his career oh. anymore. He kind of leaves the door open a little bit. If you hear his quote, yeah, I want to come back here. Yeah, I want to I be back here, but we'll take care of it. I, I don't know. I think the things are a little 
murky with Chuck Pagano. I don't know. I, I you know I know that all the Colts threw their weight behind him, but because he's a player's coach, doesn't necessarily equal success on the field. 2016. I, I'm not certain, especially in a much improved AFC South. I'm not certain that. Well, that was a 2015, just a big mulligan for Andrew Luck in that team. They'll bounce right back and take that division back to you know reclaim that division. I can see the Texans doing it. A lot of people love those Jags. The Titans suddenly, like you say, are loaded with picks and they're going to have a surplus of talent. Claybon, how say you? Defend why you say Luck is not necessarily the best anymore. Just based off what Cam was able to – I mean, we're not I'm, We're not sitting here saying that Andrew no. is absolute trash. We're, we're just looking at what the MVP w- was able to do in an offense that was missing a lot of guys in big spots, and, and we certainly saw when they didn't play spectacular in the Super Bowl how bad they could be. I just think Cam is is that guy, and the difference right. in age. I'm also waiting to see him remedy the pick machine uh, side of himself. There, you're talking about Andrew Luck. Luck. Andrew Luck. Yeah, that 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 has been a thing that's plagued him. And listen, I, I can't argue with Patrick's opinion that he would take Cam in terms of look what Cam did last year. Right. It, it's it was amazing. He didn't have a thousand yard receiver. He didn't have a receiver with 50 catches. He didn't have a thousand yard running back. And they were the number one scoring offense in the NFL. It was Pretty amazing. amazing. I, what you were just saying, though, Dave, are you you're suggesting that maybe? Can you imagine if Andrew Luck became a free agent? I mean, that would be that. Would be, I don't think we've ever seen a player in the at the end of their first contract of that level. He's I don't even pick. know how any team could. I mean, my assumption is he him. will ultimately land with the Colts. But do you disagree, handsome? That based on the locker room interview that he did. I saw that, but he's in he's at the he's in the mode right now where he's uh, trying to get the most. Generally, they're much more definitive about I'm not going anywhere. This is my team for the rest of my. But he's trying to get the the biggest contract, probably the biggest contract in NFL history, is why what he's he's yeah. You don't play your hand that way. You need to leave the possibility of you moving on out there. Yeah, and listen, there's it was a tumultuous season with Grigson and Pagano, and those two were like this lacerated kidneys. That hurts. Have you ever lacerated your kidney on the podcast? No, of course you haven't. There's no way that Jim Irsay brings those two people back, Pagano and and Grigson, without Andrew Luck's blessing. I just I just don't feel like that's something that he does without talking to the guy that he's probably going to wind up paying hundreds of millions of dollars to in the next few years. Listen, maybe we'll look back and you know they they are loaded with young and fast wide receivers. Maybe we'll look back and laugh at uh, your old pal Dave in about six, eight months from now and, and talk about how ridiculous Maybe. I was to float. Well, yeah, I mean, not I mean related to this specifically, okay. not <laughs> just a general conversation about my, uh, my ridiculousness. Next up, Handsome Hank, I start with you. The Patriots reign over the AFC East. Couldn't, I don't know if you've noticed it, but they win it a lot. They do, you're right. I, I have a team that I follow that's in that division, and it <laughs> couldn't be more alive. Like, the, look at it. The Dolphins are a mess. They're, they're a fire. The, the Bills kind of, I, I'm not sure. They like Adam Gase. Everybody likes Adam Gase. That's Gase. nice, I, but he's not going to be playing. The Bills <laughs> the Bills ha, have Rex Ryan as their head coach, and I think eventually that house begins to, to tumble. The Jets don't have a quarterback at the moment, and they're, consider, they're weighing up Brian Hoyer versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. The, the Patriots have got it locked down, and they've got it locked down until Brady's there and probably beyond. Gino. Gino, Claybon, how say you? Dead it, or alive? It, like Hank said, it's super alive. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, the most alive thing of all right. time. Helly? I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I mean, until Brady's gone. It's not after. Until Brady's gone, they're up here. Everybody right. else is right here. But, and then, who knows? Garoppolo, probably knowing the Patriots, will step right in, and they won't miss a beat, and they'll win more Super Bowls. Doctor, how say you? Where's the doctor? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a lot. I could see the Jets, and here's why. You know, Dan Hanzoos of Around the NFL is belly aching on Twitter this week. How could the Jets be so disloyal to Ryan Fitzpatrick? They were rudderless. He comes in. He has one of the all-time great seasons for a Jets QB. For a Jets QB. I'm glad you put that in <laughs> well, there as well. But, uh, you know, the answer to that to me is, and talking to people who know better than I do, everybody points to Chan Gailey. That's the consistent, uh, the consistent piece. Wherever he goes, the quarterback seems to play well. Neil O'Donnell in Pittsburgh, Cordell Stewart in Pittsburgh, and all, Ryan Fitzpatrick in Buffalo. Everywhere he goes, the quarterback seems to succeed. Why not Geno Smith, Helly? I think we've seen what Geno Smith is. To me, the sample size is big enough for Geno. I don't understand how when you have a guy who sets a franchise record for passing touchdowns, obviously has a connection with your top two wide receivers, they desperately want him there. Pay him twelve, thirteen million dollars. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. But it doesn't sound like he's willing to take that. My, well, I think he would. I mean, they're offering, from what I understand, about eight million right now. Right. I, I think he'd take twelve or thirteen. I understand the leverage game and why they're waiting as long as they are. I would not take Brian Hoyer for two million over Ryan Fitzpatrick for thirteen million. My, my question is, why was the sample size for Geno? Why, why is that enough? but the previous sample size for Ryan Fitzpatrick it gets kind of disregarded in lieu of last season. Claymore! What have you done for me lately? I mean, it's the world that we live in, right? And so this is the situation This is the that same guy now. that just told us Cam Newton because of what he just did. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, in terms of – I mean, we're splitting hairs in, in evaluating young quarterbacks here. I don't think that Ryan Fitzpatrick, in any stretch of the imagination – is going to do something that, that we haven't seen. I, I don't think he'll do what he did last year again. No. Probably. It, it, most I mean, that's most do. likely, but when he, he'll get paid, and then he probably the will further, disappoint them. Uh, yeah, the further away we get from this Josh McCown – I mean, you know, by the way, how about this? Nick Foles is the, new, is the residing – uh, king of had one good season, and that doesn't mean that you're now destined to be a dominant QB for any stretch of time now. I, I, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a very good year in a favorable situation. He had a be- had that great running game behind him, had those uh, two great pass catchers. Geno Smith will he, have those same virtues. Whenever we talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick, I hearken back to a conversation I had with Terrell Owens when he was on the show last year. Out of all the quarterbacks he played with, and there were some really good ones, Tony Romo, Steve Young among them, Ryan Fitzpatrick was his favorite quarterback. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. I'm fascinated by that. But then again, Steve Smith, uh, the uh, the Panther Steve Smith, of course. I don't, we, no, we no longer have to give that caveat yeah. anymore. You never have to talk about which Steve Smith you're, you're discussing. Steve Smith once told us on this very show that the best quarterbacks he had played with in order went Jake DeLome, mm-hmm. Vinny Testaverde, Cam Newton, in that order. Sometimes you just get along with somebody better, well, and that, that bleeds into that. your opinion. No, I, I understand. It just it just made me take a step back, and after you see what he did this year. L- listen, the, the Jets have the potential to be a good football team. Why would you risk that at the most important, most important position, position on the field? You've seen what he can do with that OC, with that defense, with those wide receivers – you know what you have, and it's a pretty darn good quarterback. You don't know what you have with anybody else. Boy, whoever gets that gig is suddenly going to step into one of the most favorable positions in all the NFL. He's going to have Matt Forte behind him as, too, as well this year. It's really uh, quite a thing. I'd be chomping at the bit to get in there. No doubt. I will make it clear, though, for anybody who this isn't uh, clear to already, 
Brian Hoyer does not equal Ryan Fitzpatrick. No. I, I get the sense some people think that they're interchangeable. They're, well, they're most certainly not. No. We're, we're talking about this today on, on NFL Total Access. Over their last 28, 29 games, the stats, very, very comparable when you look at those two. But I completely agree with you. I, I think Fitzpatrick has, has accomplished a, a lot more in his career. Next the up. The NFL game is not played in Studio 66. There he is, number 89, Steve <laughs> Smith. Patrick Claibon. The Rams' credibility, I'll explain this to you before we go into it. At the very top, we said Jared Goff or Carson Wentz with the first overall pick. Of course, everybody knows that the Rams have traded up to get that first overall pick. And ever since then, they've been denying to anybody who asks that they know who, which one of these two guys they're going to take. Where's their credibility if, in fact, that's the case? If they really did they move heaven and earth to get that number one pick, but we, we, we still don't know who we're ta- taking. Rams credibility, dead or alive, Clavon? Dead. Helly, how say you? Oh, it's alive. They've said they know who they're going to take. They're just not going to tell us for our benefit. They want our ratings to be good. Handsome. Alive. I agree with Dan. Look, this, this, and I'm not. I'm going to imply collusion and probably get myself in trouble here. But <laughs> the, like, this draft is not that full of intrigue or interesting players. Uh, we got two weeks to go. How does it help the NFL? And how does it help the Rams who want who you know they've just arrived in L.A. and they want a story around them? It it serves everyone to make this a mystery for the moment, and then more people will tune into the draft. We, Hollywood, the NFL, man. the NFL dominates. It, it's dominating the sporting conversation now. Who's going to go at number one? Two weeks ago, we thought some guy called Laramie Tunsil was going to uh, number one, and no one was very interested. Shaq, in I, I'm dropping my kids off at school. I'm walking across the playground, and the gym teacher says. Go for Wentz. I mean, everybody's interested <laughs> in this right now. Well, the best part about Goff for Wentz is, is that four months ago in this studio and anywhere else Nobody in football knew anything about America. Well, first of all, yes. First of all, the I mean the le- uh, the pretentious conversations that I'm hearing on LA sports radio and beyond about Carson. It's got to be Wentz. Got to take him. Based on what? You've seen the same two highlights of him from the same game. There are a lot of people trying to pass themselves off as experts on this one. Now, listen, I've at least seen Carson Wentz play one full game. I'm no expert on him, but he's the choice to me. But more importantly, what's striking to me is the fact that four months ago, everybody, every scout, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks and beyond, declared that there was no help coming in the draft. Right. And now it's not just those two guys, but Paxton Lynch is going to be a great NFL player. And if Christian Hackenberg gets the right spot, he's going to be somebody who, to consider and so on. But now all of a sudden we've really gotten crazy about Goff and Wentz. Maybe they will end up being great. They both do look, when you watch them, boy, those guys both look good. But that high-end, top, you know, whatever, five or ten QB in the league, Nobody thought either one of these guys was that as recently as December. What's changed? I'm not quite well, clear. Yeah, but then eight months ago, people thought Goff was going to be the number one pick. You see the ebbs and flows leading up to the draft. I, 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 Wentz was an unknown. He, he did kind of come out of nowhere. I mean, you even talked to Les Snead, for instance. He, he knew of Wentz as a junior, but that's the first time he, he had heard of him. Oh, can you imagine if Dan Helley interviewed Les Snead? Too much handsome. I would just pause it. <laughs> <laughs> Who can? I don't even right. know what they said. I don't I, know what they're saying. I just, I just want to watch. He has right. the best hair in the game. There's no doubt about that. That much is true. All right, uh, doctor, let's see. Rams credibility. Yeah. It's alive, but it's hanging by a thread. I think this is jive. And why would you do this to yourself? I have no idea. And, and the people say, well, this is what happens every year is that these GMs lie. 
Not when you have the first overall pick, and they have no number two pick anyway. Why? Would, what? What do they have to lose? Do you think Kamish Goodell is in their ear saying like, "Hey, for our sake, just don't let"? The, but the conversation. Dude, yes, is, everyone's talking about the L.A. Rams. Hey, that's what they want. What are the Rams? By the way, we we don't go back any further than than last year in 2012. Did we know for certain? Who the Bucks were going to take? Did we know for, we certain, for certain who the Colts luck, were going to we take? That, we knew that Luck was going to the Colts. I don't we, think it was any. Didn't we was, know that Jameis was going to be the we Bucks? Did, we we no. did, but we there didn't. Was, they neither team they came out and it. said who they were going to take. Well, do you buy? So do you think Mike Silver says it's golf? Daniel Jeremiah says it's golf. Are we reading the tea leaves? I know both of those guys well enough to assume that they're not just going to shoot their mouths off. I think they must know something. But then again, I keep hearing stuff about, you know, then I keep hearing the other guys with the, with the Wentz noise here. I, I think people want them to take Wentz. Here's what I know. DJ's dialed in, right? He talks to dudes who are in front offices. Um, Silver was in the draft room with the Rams right. two years ago. I'm pretty sure those two guys know what they're talking right. about. So I'm listening to them. My, my question is about the Rams' credibility, since that's what we're diagnosing here. We're talking three months ago. What about a few weeks ago when Case Keenum? Hey, Case is our guy. You know, he almost yeah, that's won, true. He almost won four games at the end of the season. If we had to miss a kick, <laughs> it was three, but it could have been four. And then they're trading two ones and two twos, and threes for the. Where's I don't understand how we're getting credibility. Yeah, but if that. that's what we're talking about, no NFL. Well, that's yeah, credibility. Yeah. Every week a coach goes. It's out a great point. Bareface lies to everyone. But you're right. They. But, I mean, Mike Shanahan once told us during a press conference in Washington, "You know that I lie to you guys every Monday, right?" right? I mean. He loved John Beck. <laughs> he did for about yeah, two was, months. John Beck was his guy. By the way, Carson Wentz ran a pro-style offense. Yes, it was not Division One A ball, but he's closer to at least enacting the 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 responsibilities of a starting quarterback in the NFL, closer than Jared Goff is uh, running the Cal off. And I have heard that Wentz is further along up here on the board when you're diagnosing defenses than Goff is. So people say that Goff is more pro-ready right now, but Wentz has a higher upside. I don't know if that's entirely accurate. I, I mean, it, to me, it seems loco. Well, he's all, Jared Goff is better right now, but who's going to be better in a year from now? Why, why would you not take that guy then? Why The, the idea, well, Goff is because we can start him in three months from now. That's why we need that. It seems like a weird, uh, a weird decision. Either way, hanging by a thread is the Rams' credibility. Next up, this one was provided by Black Ties, the patient here. He wants to know, LeBron's consecutive streak to the NBA Finals, Dan Helley, dead or alive? Whoa, that's a great question. I still believe in LeBron. I know it's a crazy situation there in Cleveland, but um, I think it's alive. Handsome Hank, your highly considered opinion on yeah, pro I would, basketball. I would uh, not. I mean, if the, if a doctor was treating me with as much knowledge as I have on this subject, I would be worried. I'm going to say yes, sure. Who's the most famous uh, most famous uh, doctor? Uh, that I no doctor basketball who? player from the UK. Uh, there was a guy named um, John Amici. John Amici. Yeah, yeah, the big more guy. so than uh, than Michael Olawakandi. He's. I'd like to hear name. you say that name, Michael Olawakandi. <laughs> Is Olo Candy right. from the UK? Oh, he's Nigerian. Yeah. Oh, he is? Yeah. yeah. So is John Amici, just, but just, he grew up yeah. in... It seems like a UK name. Like yeah. Well, Amici at least sounds like he's from the UK because he grew up there, right? Claybon, how yeah, say you? Super alive. LeBron go- LeBron's going to the finals. He's going to the finals. 
I am going to go with Claybon and say that they will go to the finals. And me. Yeah, and me. So you're going with everybody. Why are you only paying attention to Claybon and what he says? <laughs> right. It's like we're not over here. Kidding. I know. Wait, are we, we invisible? To get your attention. If you guys understood the path that it took me to get here being banned from the show for several <laughs> weeks. How'd you get banned? He disagreed don't, don't with like me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I said something on Twitter, careful and he said, I disagree with that. And I said, all right, well, you've done this to yourself. You want to be careful with this. I can't wait to pull out my phone Twitter. and tweet something at you. Suspended for three weeks. That's what he was. <laughs> Clay Bond, but you know what he did? He handled it like a man. Did he, did he appeal the suspension? Did he cry about it? No. He looked in the mirror, and he said, you know what, man in the mirror, you did this to yourself. He sat there, he took it, and now he's back better than ever. Now he's got my full support. See, there we go. It's you the know, broken You road. know why he did that? Why? Because he's now married. <laughs> he talked to his wife about it, and that's the advice that she gave him. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes. Sure, they spend a lot of time talking about it. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> how, was, how was your day, Patty? Welcome back, newlywed. Come here, give me a kiss. I don't know. I've had a bad day. I don't have it in <laughs> What hey. happened? Hey, let's do a little role play. I want you to do. I, I let's let's uh, the DDFP player starring Dan Helley and Patrick Claybon, two handsome devils. You could be matinee idols if you chose to be. How about this? You be Dan Helley. You be Les Sneed, and you Patrick Claybon be Case Keenum, and you give him the news that it turns out he's not going to be the day one starter anymore. And begin. Well, Case, we have some good news and some bad news for you today, my friend. All right, man. What's up? Well, the good news is, as you know, you're going to be signing your one-year tender today, which is a first-round tender. You're going to make $3.8 million. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that, man. Thanks. The bad news is we're drafting a it's not about the money, though. We're, we're drafting a quarterback. You're, you're what? We, we've traded up for the number one overall pick. So you could start six games. You could start 16 games. But we're going to be bringing in another quarterback. Well, probably not. You just told everybody I was the guy. I did. I just want to play. We made a mistake. <laughs> We're moving to Hollywood. What? Case Keenan I'm doesn't Hollywood. sell. I'm big. Carson Case Wentz Keenan. is bigger. Did you see my stats at Houston? <laughs> <laughs> Such a delicate flower. Case really Keenum. Like he's got to be a nice yeah. guy. <laughs> Shattered by that. Oh, we didn't We didn't check in with the doctor about LeBron's consecutive streak to the finals. You didn't check in with me neither. Oh, excuse me. Oh, uh, Tino wants to weigh in. <laughs> Dr. Ty, why don't you uh, give us your well, opinion on this? Oh, uh, sorry. What over the weekend that uh, I think uh, my uh, – look- the Cavs are vulnerable because I think Miami has what it takes to dethrone them. I just, I'm just not oh. sure if Miami is actually going to make it to the conference finals. But I'll put it this way. I'm more certain that the, the Miami can take out the Cavs than I am that Miami will actually get to the conference finals. LeBron's kind of vulnerable right now. Not him. His team is. They're not as, you know, not as good as previous five teams that have made it well, to the finals. Miami would need to get there to beat them, though. That's, that's, where, that's <laughs> where the issue is. I think that's consistent all year. I think that's the problem. I, don't I, think, I think the matchup, I think the matchup, though, is in Miami's favor. They have about five perimeter big guys who they're not scared of LeBron, and LeBron's going to look down the other side of the court. Wade, Luol Dang, Joe Johnson, Justice Winslow's a great defender, and Hassan Whiteside in the middle, who's a, he's a monster. So if they can be consistent offensively and get to the conference finals – I think uh, I think uh, I like their chances. Hey, Black Tie Luol Deng is also British. He is British, but also Sudanese, I believe. Yeah, informing people here. Yep. Lay it on us, Doctor. LeBron's run to the finals, dead or alive. Yeah. 
He's going to die. Out of the line. LeBron's been down this road a million times already. He knows how to play. He's essentially the coach of that team. He knows when to hit the gas. And uh, I think that the Cavs, at minimum, get to the finals. And now with Steph with the wonky ankle, or is it a knee, or what's going on there? There's no guarantee that the Cavs can't even win the title there or that they would see the Warriors when they do get there. I could see OKC. I'm I'm very worried about that Curry ankle injury. It's not an ankle injury. Black tie, lay on us. Uh, you're writing a little uh, basketball blog these days, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I started a new blog. It's called MakeItTakeItMedia.com. Um, just giving out takes, man. I just want to give takes. You know, Hot takes. I'm not Make play- it, take it. I like it. Make uh, it, take it. Yeah. I'm not a player. I just take a lot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. He did it. Uh, unless anybody else has another dead or alive for us, I have one more I'd like to throw in after Monday night's debacle. It, between the Capitals and the Philadelphia Flyers, who I always say are when, when NFL fans contact me and all 32 fan bases do contact me to let me know that I hate their team. All the, I, I, I hear it. even Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Oh, they do me. not. Oh, yes. Yes. If you, you can't wow. you can't criticize a team without somebody rising up you to tell you. Don't hey, criticize. There's, the Steelers. there's three people nonsense. that have said that. Yeah. <laughs> there's three Steelers. <laughs> I, when I, did you I, criticize the how Steelers? Dare I've never I heard missed it. it. I've how, never heard it. I have. It asked, didn't happen in here. I can tell you that much. I have. Asked, are you crazy? I've never criticized. You the did Pittsburgh go through Steelers. a period of not picking them to win games. Ask I, you thought it was unlucky. That was it. That's it. Ask Ike Taylor if I criticized them. I, I criticized them in December of 2015. What do you mean I don't criticize them? Go back and watch the Sheck report. I criticized them half the time. But with love, but the love is is more apparent. I love the critic. game of football. Is what I love. Okay. But. I don't hate any pro football team. I do, however, hate the Philadelphia Flyers. They are my least favorite team in sports. So you're welcome. Yes, there's not a close second, if they're, but the second-place team, for the record, is the New York Islanders. They caused me a lot of pain as a child. The Flyers are just bullies, and they celebrate it. They, they bring in these, these, uh, these, these, these foul souls who, who you know commit uh, pseudo-felonies on the ice and then their fans went crazy on Monday night. They threw giveaway bracelets and were pelting the Capitals players with them. Even their own player, Wayne Simmons, had to tell them to settle down. When the Flyers players are telling the Flyers fans, settle down already, would you please? You know you're getting out of control. And yet, over the last decade, Philadelphia sports fans really stomp their feet if you accuse them of being the worst fans. They're the nastiest fans. Well, how dare you do that to us? We've changed our ways. The Michael Irvin thing happened a long time ago. Then again, we got a refresher in 2016. Anyway, Philadelphia's status as the nastiest sports town in America, dead or alive. Oh, I'll go in. You, are you asking us? Oh, yeah. No, I didn't ask you. I'm sorry. Yes. Is there oh, a word? Yeah. I forget how the game works there. The doctor sorry. was ready yeah, to Yeah, it's no. 100% alive. I wouldn't take my son into any arena in Philadelphia wearing enemy colors ever. What about, well, there's the East Bay. That's a candidate, I would think. Mm, I, mean, yeah, I was trying to think. New York else. City. Well, if you throw in East Bay, you get Golden State. I wouldn't say them. So you're specifically talking about the Raiders, the Raiders right? Or, or I guess the A's. <laughs> I mean, reputation Literally wise. across the street. I've heard. We had this, conver- <laughs> we had this conversation uh, a couple of days ago in, in, in the neighborhood. And uh, they said uh, you had the Raiders and the Dodgers were up there as being a terrible fan base if you came in wearing an enemy jersey. Well, there's there's some precedent there sure. if you're a Dodgers fan. Yeah, uh, obviously. Yeah. Um, Claybon, how say you? I, I say dead. I, I think we can. To to me, there's there's people who 
are generally awful people, and they could be fans of any particular team. And I, I just, I, I just can't allow myself to say, oh, well, if you root for this team, then you have a better chance of being a good person than this other person because <laughs> of the team you root for. I, j- I just can't. That's where you and I part ways, Claybon. You might get suspended again. Lay it on us, doctor. Dead or alive, Philly, the nastiest <laughs> sports town. I hear it. No, I don't. The doctor's been taken. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's alive. I mean, listen. Their active player scolded them, and even better, go back and find the audio of this. The PA announcer actually (laughs) scolded them over the thing and said, hey, come on, guys, this is Philadelphia. This isn't somewhere else, as if pointing out that this is Philadelphia (laughs) would cause them to reform their ways and behave. Giving the Sam White White pep talk. Yeah, he tried to steal the Sam White. You're not from Cleveland, you're from Cincinnati, which I say is the greatest moment in coaching history in any sport. I think that's the funniest thing, at least, that I've ever seen. All right, so there it goes, dead or alive, back. It's alive. Do we keep it alive, though? I'd say so, yeah. Do you like it? Helly, did you enjoy dead or alive? Oh, no doubt. Claybon? Dead or alive. Black tie? We're still going with it? All right. All right. Dan Helley's got to go, but we'd be remiss if we sent him off right now before we get to the all-time draft because at number 21, it is his beloved team from D.C. So let's do that. Let's get to it. All-time draft of 2016 presented by McDonald's Money Monopoly. You go to McDonald's, you peel it off, you can win cash, you can win prizes, all sorts of stuff, not unlike 32 general managers are going to get prizes in the form of human beings. I like that. The all-time draft, though, let me just lay it out for you. For the newcomers here, as I said at the top of the show, same draft order as it exists in 2016, including the Rams now having the first overall pick and the Titans now down to 15. Same team needs, same roster in effect as it stands as we have this conversation, and we're evaluating the all-time great football players out there as they're coming out of college. Of course, this doesn't work if you already know that Jim Brown is going to be a dominant NFL player. You would take him no matter what you had on your roster. So try and evaluate them as collegians at 21 years of age. Let's review the picks. You see Joe Namath out of Alabama. Hollywood Joe. Yeah, Hollywood Joe went to to the Rams, a splashy pick there. Jim Brown out of Syracuse stays in state. Number 10, he goes to the New York Football Giants. That seems like a good fit there. On to the second uh, 10 picks there. Peyton Manning goes to the New Orleans Saints. That's his hometown, so that should be nice for that kid. Had a a nice uh, four years up in uh, in Knoxville. You're familiar with him, Dan Helley. That I am. Bo Jackson out of Auburn went to the Raiders. That seems like mm, a, a fun fit. pick for them. Now we move on to pick number 21, Dan Helley. Well, you know what? Before we get to Dan Helley's pick, let's hear what Bucky Brooks, draft expert supreme, says the Skins need to do, what they need to do in 2016. The Washington Redskins are aiming to repeat in the NFC East but they have to address their defense. They could look at the defensive line and try and find some guys to fortify the the in-between-the-tackle spot, or they could go to the perimeter and look for a lockdown corner, someone that can shut down half of the field and allow the rest of the defense to zone around it. When I look at the draft class, a couple guys of interest. Mel Blunt, big physical player, a guy who has long arms, excels at playing bump-and-run coverage, really chokes out receivers on the perimeter. But there's another kid that he's competing with that I liked at the combine. How about Michigan's Charles Woodson? 
do it all playmaker, plays on both sides of the ball, plays some wide receiver. I think his career is going to be a cornerback. Love what he brings to the table as a returner. It is tough. I like Charles Wilson, but man, the length of Mel Blunt is impressive. I think he might be the pick. Claybon, how say you? I, I like I like the Woodson pick. I, th- I think it makes I think it makes sense. He, Won the Heisman uh, Trophy, might be able to return punts for you. I don't know bit. how much I don't know how much offense you, you want him to play, but yeah, probably not. He's, he's going to be over there and going to be a good player for a long. A little time. lean though for the pro game, don't you think? I don't know if he's going to make it. I don't know if he's sturdy enough to last for any amount of time in in the NFL. Handsome, Dave. I like Bucky's both both of Bucky's suggestions, but I really like. There's a guy who's caught my eye. I'm kind of Al Davisy in a way. A guy called Daryl Green, I think, could really work there, could play a long time in Washington. There's a kid uh, out of the Cuse named Larry Zonka, who's mm-hmm. a big banger of a running back, and I think he would be well-suited to uh, to D.C. I think they could get behind uh, a player like that, and he would sort of replace Alfred Morris, who they watched right. walk away a few weeks ago. Dan Helley, it goes to you now. I have to agree with Claybon. Um, Charles Woodson ripped my heart out when he won the Heisman Trophy over Peyton Manning. Uh-huh. And I think it would only be fitting that he get drafted by my hometown team. And Drop him in there at one of the corner Productive spots. player for the Washington Redskins, yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's take a look here. With the 21st pick in the all-time draft of 2016, the Washington Redskins select cornerback Mel Blunt, oh. Southern. University. Sorry, Dan. I don't know much about this guy, but I have seen him as the combine photos. He's six foot four. He's a giant for a cornerback, kind of like Brandon Browner. We'll see if he can be better than Brandon Browner. Um, time will tell on that one, but uh, congratulations to your hometown team, Dan Helley. And thanks for joining us on the DDFP, Dan Helley. Go it's been make a pleasure. Your, go make your fancy TV. Don't do the same thing you did with your hair on Monday. Good. Keep it just like this. Thanks, boys. It's always fun coming on, especially with Patrick. I didn't know yeah. we were going four wide today. Especially. Nice. Especially fun. What? Handsome <laughs> and I weren't fun. with. Uh, oh, fun you guys it. are always fun. It's especially fun with a fourth wheel. All right. Watch him on Total Access, then watch him on the draft from Chicago. He's going to be here. But Why do you keep rubbing on. it in? Like yeah. I don't mean to I mean, rub it in. You've done that four times now. Sorry. Will you show everybody your pants, the, the uh, viewers <laughs> on YouTube? What do you call that color there, Helly? Burnt orange. Not peach, apparently. Hold on. Let's get a better wrinkle. Burnt. Oh, oh, yeah. The moneymaker, indeed. <laughs> yeah, turn it off. Your pants match your nose. You got a little sunburn. I did. Yeah, I went Helly. to the beach on Sunday. It was good weather, as you know, here in Los Angeles. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right, there he goes. Dan Helley. Thanks, The fellas. face See ya. of NFL media. You'll listen to Dave So there goes Helley. Handsome Hank. Let's move on to pick number 22. We're up okay, to the then. Houston Texans. Bucky Brooks, before you give your thoughts, Handsome, Bucky, what do you think the Texans' needs are here? The Houston Texans made the playoffs, but you have to say you're a little disappointed in that offense. When you look at it, they're kind of like a one-man show. DeAndre Hopkins is doing it all by himself on the outside. Running back is a consideration. You don't have Aaron Foster. you got to find someone who can tote the rock. But I'm thinking you may need to find a playmate for Nuke Hopkins. In this draft, you have a couple different options. Michael Irvin from the University of Miami, explosive playmaker, kind of flamboyant. I don't know if he necessarily fits Bill O'Brien style, but he's certainly someone that you can look at. How about Kellen Winslow coming from Missouri, natural tight end, a guy that could possibly revolutionize the position with his athleticism, hands, ball skills, balance and body control. I'm thinking that you can't go wrong with a tight end because you can control the middle. Let's see if Bill O'Brien agrees. 
I like that. Uh, I like the thought about a tight end there. There's a kid, uh, real tough guy, more than he is a tremendous athlete, but uh, really hard to handle. Apparently, Mike Ditka out of Pitt, mm. um, supposed to That's be good nice there pick. too. Anyway, handsome. Where? You, where's I, well, your he he mentions Kellen Winslow Senior. I actually prefer Junior. I think Junior could, mm. could really tear it up. In from the U. From the U. Right. But here's what I'm I'm looking at. Michael Irvin, another good spot. And I do think that receiver is the way to go for that team. I agree that Bucky, uh, you know, has it right there. There's a kid, though, that I really like. Played at a smaller school. Played at Marshall. The competition wasn't so good. But he dominated all the time. Randy Moss is the guy that I would want to put opposite DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of character uh, issues. Character <laughs> issues, but you got to put up with that in the NFL. And people bring that up a lot. But you, you've seen him have success at Marshall. And this is after some issues he had at Florida State. And, and we know uh, the coach down there, he's he's probably going to win a, a few games. But when we when we see what he was able to do after that, and Chad Pennington, you don't really know what he right. had as a quarterback right. at Marshall. And people talk about lower levels of football, like this guy isn't explosive. And I, I think he's he's got a chance to – Kind of take the top off a lot of defenses. I think he could do some stuff eventually. Well, I like uh, are the opinions of everybody here. The Houston Texans, like we really though, just bang the table for Randy Moss. Yeah. At number Literally. 22, they go away from your thoughts and instead go with Bucky's Michael Irvin, wide receiver, the U. I'll tell you, I like this guy. I like the swagger. I know some people think <laughs> – you know, we remember in 2015 people getting on Cam Newton for some of his celebratory histrionics. But I like Michael Irvin. He's the first guy I've ever seen catch a ball, and while he's running for a touchdown at midfield, he starts to celebrate. And I think that's – Nothing uh, no, wrong with that. That's trailblazing in my book. I like <laughs> the guy who opens both arms and runs in uh, in in open, with the football behind him dangling for the DBs chasing him. You're never going to catch me mentality. I dig it. Congratulations to the Texans. Michael Irvin in the state of Texas. For some reason, I don't know why. I feel like deja vu or something. In the meantime, at pick number 23, we're up to the Minnesota Vikings. Bucky Brooks, tell us about their draft needs. The Minnesota Vikings were, man, they were just that close to winning their first playoff game under Mike Zimmer. When you look at them, they have a franchise quarterback, a dominant running back, but they still need something else to add a little spice to the offense. I know when talking to the guys prior to the draft, I know they were looking at a wide receiver really like Michael Irvin. He goes before them, so now they're sitting there trying to figure out, is there a wide receiver that can fit the bill as a number one receiver? Look, I like this guy, Don Hudson. A lot of people don't know about him. Very prolific in college, has nice hands, outstanding playmaker. But there's another guy, a guy from Georgia Tech, playing in a triple option offense, which is a little unusual, Calvin Johnson. Megatron is what they call him down in Atlanta. He is someone that is intriguing, enticing, has a knack for making big plays. If I'm trying to help Teddy Bridgewater, I need to find a playmaker. I think you find one of these guys as a difference maker that could help my team. I say it all the time. The all-time draft is fun to watch on YouTube or NFL.com slash podcasts because we have highlights of most of these guys. It's interesting that we do see Don Hudson highlights there out of the deep south, but not of this Calvin Johnson, Georgia Tech. He must have, yeah, I don't know. I don't, Flown under the radar. I don't, I, I don't know what happened there, but Clay, but any chance that the Vikings, informed by what Blair Walsh did in that playoff game against the Seahawks, maybe look at a kicker? I think that's a spot. Where you have to look at the recent success mm-hmm. that, that they've had or, or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. and that, that Have you been scouting all-time kickers? I've been looking at a few yeah. guys. I know there's a guy we just talked about, Randy Moss's time at Florida State. I think they had one um, recently. That, that Sebastian Janikowski. Something something like that. That. It's one of those like 
long sounding. Yeah, Polish. Lots of vowels and consonants in there. Um, I believe he's still rostered with the Raiders, though, so I don't know that he'll be. Oh, yeah, he did. He came out a couple of years ago. That's right, yeah. Yeah. 16. True, very true. So, Claybon? I, I I mean we're going back we'll to see. the discussion that, that me and Hank had. I think there's there's maybe Moss doesn't fit in Minnesota though. That's what I'm thinking. Really? It just might not work out for him there. So another name, receiver, maybe a little head on, a little straight to guy. Tim Brown played at Notre Dame. You know has been a has been a good athlete, good returner. That region, get of the that country, region, right. the country. Maybe just get the ball in his hands. See what see what you can do there. Well, the guy who we don't have uh, any tape of, but I've heard great things, the Minnesota Vikings select with the 23rd overall pick, Calvin Johnson, wide receiver, mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. So he's going to the NFC North. We'll see how, how he performs in the NFC North. Next up, the 24th pick, the Cincinnati Bengals, Bucky Brooks. Tell us where you think they might go. Cincinnati Bengals are now on the clock, and I know Marvin Lewis was disappointed the way the season ended. We kind of that debacle against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That means that character is going to be our primary concern when they evaluate this draft class, and they're looking to upgrade their secondary. Ed Reed from the University of Miami. Man, this hurricane is outstanding in coverage. Knack for making plays over the top. Has sticky hands, great ball skills. Also brings some punt return ability. He is someone that could upgrade them in two phases, special teams and defense. But how about Troy Polamalu from USC? This is a guy that is a Tasmanian devil in the middle of the field. Outstanding instincts, great ball skills, just kind of has a knack for making plays. He is someone that I think you have to like. If I'm Marvin Lewis, I'm also looking at the D-line. Casey Hampton from Texas could be a guy. Regardless of where they go, it has to be someone on defense because that defense almost got him to the championship. Then has a, a grown-up body there. I hope the Bengals don't hear the noise about Troy Palomalo. I really would like to see him fall to my Steelers. Handsome Hank, where are you looking here? Can't disagree with Bucky. I think the only other guy, that, the Bengals are trying to get over the hump, become a champion. Why not draft a guy named Champ, Champ Bailey? Ooh, I like that, out of Georgia. Yep. Yeah, he's a great athlete. How about you? Uh, I, I think losing uh, Reggie Nelson, you're going to want somebody that can cover a little bit more. It's tough to split hairs because I know that the Polamalu kid out, out of USC and both Reed out of Miami is two prestigious universities, but I like what we see out of Reed in coverage. Well, uh, either way, it's I guess it's going to be a happy birthday for him and a sad day for me. I wanted Palomalu to go to the Steelers. Instead, with the 24th pick of the all-time draft of 2016, the Cincy Bengals select Troy Palomalu, safety USC, on his birthday, you figure he's going to shore up that secondary. I hear he's a real hard hitter, too. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to pick number 25. There they are, the Steelers. One too late. Bucky, what do you think uh, the Steelers need? The Pittsburgh Steelers are now on the clock. Mike Tomlin loves guys that got a little dog, a little grit in their personality. He want to make sure he upgrades that secondary. Look, considering his background as a defensive back coach, I'm sure he's looking at Charles Woodson from Michigan. Outstanding playmaker, a guy that's played corner, has played safety, also has some wide receiver skills in his background, and can add a value because he can return kicks. When you go and you look at another guy down at University of Miami, Ed Reed. I know the Pittsburgh Steelers had that eye on Troy Palomalo, but he's off the board. Ed Reed is someone that certainly intrigues Mike Tomlin. Smart guy, the ultimate traffic cop, a center field safety who has a knack for making big plays. It's tough to decide because you get two guys that can change the game, which one would Mike Tomlin decide is the best fit for the Steel City? I like a, a guy uh, from USC, Lynn Swan. 
He's not the biggest guy, but he's really athletic. I think you'd have uh, a problem, you know, they wouldn't be the biggest pair of receivers. But if you have Antonio Brown and this Lynn Swan, I think uh, two, a couple of acrobatic type of guys. Feels like a luxury, though, for the Steelers. I mean, I receiver yeah, isn't, at, receiver at, isn't an issue for them. Now you're right. At this point, you know, defense is probably uh, the place to go. Who do you want, Dave? Who are you Well, who do you with get? the 25th pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Ed Reed. Oh, Saint wow. The U. I, I, I think awesome. he'll be a good fit there. I, I mean, I don't know much about the kid, but I have a hunch he'll fit in well in the AFC North yeah. battles against. Yeah, I think he would do. He's yeah. gonna hate. I mean, he's gonna hate the Baltimore Ravens. You think so? He's gonna learn yeah. to hate those Ravens yeah. real quick. I guarantee mm-hmm. you that. It's like a requirement, right? Yeah, but uh, but yeah, apparently he's a real ball hawk and uh, a, a real winner. So you figure he'll fit in nicely with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So congratulations to Ed Reed and to uh, Kevin Colbert and the rest of the uh, the personnel guys there in Pittsburgh. And there you go, Mel. Blunt from Southern goes to D.C. Michael Irvin goes out of the U. Two guys from the U drafted out of these five. Irvin goes to the Texans. The Minnesota Vikings get Megatron. Calvin Johnson from Georgia Tech. The Bengals take safety. Troy Palomalu from SC. And the Steelers round things out for today. Ed Reed, safety, University of Miami, will round out the all-time draft of 2016. Later in the uh, later in the week, so make sure you tune in for that. And in the meantime, we close up shop the all-time draft of 2016, presented once again by McDonald's Money Monopoly. Go play it, peel, eat food, win prizes. Money. Those things are all good. Yeah. I like all those. Those things. things are all good. And Patrick Claybon, you're all good. And That's I hope our relationship is all good. It's great, Dave. Is it? Yeah. It's marriage. You're still hitched and all that. That's yeah, going well. I'm still married though. I'm. But, but I'm we're your, good. I'm your go-to, <laughs> but if you have any questions about relationships, Thanks, man. come to damage. That's, Go yeah, no further. that's, that's an option, definitely. Uh, that, uh, of all the options out there. It's one of them. This is definitely one of them. Thanks to Dan Helley, Handsome Hank, Black Tie, everybody back there behind the glass. We'll be back, like I say, for more action later in the week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.